Hello and welcome to Old Man Energy. I'm your host, Flint Anderson. And as always, we appreciate you guys being here. If you've chosen to come back and spend some more time with us, thank you very much. I appreciate that very much because mostly you just listen to me rant and rave or talk or teach or whatever it is I happen to feel like talking about that day. If you're here for the first time, well, I hope you get some value out of it and find a reason to go look at some of our other posts and some of our other episodes. I am very grateful that each of you are following me here and on all the different social media platforms. So if you haven't liked and subscribed here, already and hit that notification bell, then definitely do that. We offer bonus content in addition to the podcast. And we post different content daily on social media between quotes or short clips or even some of the silly stuff that I do at home. So wherever you follow us, whatever your favorite platform is, go look up the Old Man Energy or myself, Flint Anderson, and give us a follow. We appreciate it. I really need to standardize that. I don't know. All right. Today is a big topic for me and I want to touch base on it and I want to do it justice. So I want to talk about fear. And I've talked about anxiety in the past, but I haven't really talked about fear too much. But fear is something that we all deal with every day. Some of us more than others and fear does lead to anxiety and those two are connected. Understand I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist or any of that stuff. I'm just a guy who's lived and attempted to live several lifetimes and screwed a lot of shit up and lived much, much of my life in fear. And a lot of my worst mistakes have come because of fear, because of my unwillingness to face it. And it's created a lot of issues in my life. And I really believe that me sharing my story and my observations on this particular topic, well, maybe they'll help some people out out there because there's way too much fear in this world. And there's so many anecdotes and different ways of people trying to deal with it or trying to make full light of it or, oh, it's not a big deal or this or that. Well, I'll tell you what, when you're in the middle of being gripped by fear, there's nothing worse than that feeling. You can't focus on anything. You can't see anything except for what you're afraid of right then. And there's some people that are naturally aggressive and they'll attack whatever they're afraid of, but it's all that inconsequent, not inconsequential, that uh, the words escaping me right now, but it's all all of that intangible stuff that you can't see. If you're afraid of that, that's where it gets in your mind and it steals your goals and it steals your dreams and it'll steal your life. And I, I, I don't mean, and granted, there are some tragic loss of life because of fear, but I'm talking about it paralyzes you and doesn't allow you to do anything. Get so focused on what you're afraid of that you forget to look at the reasons not to be afraid of it. I don't know. One of my biggest fears over the years has been inconveniencing people or upsetting people. I hated to see that. And I think that might've stemmed from childhood. I mastered the ability to disappear very young. And whether that was out of fear, whether it was out of loss, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm too old to be allowing that to control me anymore, but it is a part of my story. And hopefully me sharing it will resonate with some of you guys out there, especially some of you younger guys that are still dealing with some of that trauma from when you were younger. You don't have to put up with it moving forward. You can deal with it. It never goes away. It's always there, but you can deal with it. Being afraid of things is not a pleasant area to be. Being afraid of things is just, it's miserable. It increases your heart rate. You can't do anything. You withdraw. Sometimes you become an ass. Sometimes you lash out at people that you're, that you're close to. It's just because you want to make whatever it is going on inside of your head stop. 
Here's the wonderful thing. Fear does not necessarily have to be a bad thing, but it does only exist inside your head. So that's not dismissing it. And too many people say, oh, we'll just stop being afraid. You know what? You can't stop being afraid when you're scared. You have to deal with it. It's something on your plate. You got to deal with it. Sometimes you got to deal with it momentarily. Sometimes you got to deal with it long term. But no matter what, it is in your head. But it's also a response that's designed to keep you alive. If you're walking into a bad situation and your gut is making you scared and telling you this is a bad situation, you probably want to listen. It's going to keep you alive. That type of fear is not unhealthy. It's the same reason we don't step into the lion cage at the zoo or we don't go wrestle an alligator. You know what? We know that we're probably not going to come out of that successfully. So those types of fear are not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is the fear that makes you too scared to make that call. It makes you too scared to start that business. It makes you too scared to ask for that raise. You are too scared to have uncomfortable conversations with other people. And here's the bitter truth and the harsh reality of this is there really is no problem with that. Somebody else will get that reward that you're too scared to go after. It's okay. But understand, that's what's going to happen. I, I hate to be that guy, but I mean, it's the truth. I've watched other people over the years take my work, my ideas, and be more successful implementing exactly what I taught them to do because I was too scared to do it myself. Had the skill, had the knowledge, knew that my ideas would work and watched other people become massively successful because of it. And that's a terrible feeling, folks, but it's the truth. If you are too scared to do something, you are too scared to go after that opportunity, you are too scared to ask that question or have that uncomfortable conversation, somebody will do it, and somebody will get the reward, and you'll have to watch it happen. It's one of the most masochistic things on the planet, and it's terrible. So I have some notes here on this one because there's a lot of stuff I don't want to mess up. So you're going to forgive me because some of this is reading, but most of it I'm just speaking from the heart. So fear initially creates a freeze response in us. Boom. We don't move. Most people freeze up whenever they're afraid. Your vision gets hyper-focused when you're afraid. Now, this can be your vision in front of you. It's like, okay, I'm going to focus on the only thing that's a threat right now because I'm afraid of it. Or... You can get so scared of one particular position that you're in or something that's happening in your business life or in your personal life that you'll lose sight of any piece of your goals except for that. This happens a lot in contracting. I'm going to use that specifically. I'm sure it happens in other industries too, but I can't speak to other industries because I'm not in them. We believe that the way it is now is the way it's always going to be. So when there's not a lot of work, when things slow down, we start to become fearful that this is the way it's always going to be. The same is true whenever we're really busy, too. We always, we, then we believe that, oh, well, I don't really need to save because it's always going to be like this. And that, that's just human nature, I believe. But whenever you're down in the middle of not having much volume or not having enough volume, oh, man, do I need to, do I need to go get another job? Do I need to? It's always going to be like this. this is, it's just not working. And a lot of people quit because of that, because of that paralysis, because they're not looking at the big picture, at the overall, okay, well, what do I need to do to alleviate this situation? They're just looking at that. I was guilty of this years ago. We were in a down spiral in one of my businesses in the past, and 
it wasn't looking back on it now, it wasn't terrible. And it only lasted about two or three months. But I thought the solution was to go and take a job. Okay, I'm done being an entrepreneur. I'm going to go take a job. I took a job, something I knew I was good at. And I was there about 90 days and was successful at it and was fucking miserable. I hated it every minute. I was like, this is not the right answer. My grandmother was still alive at the time. I can remember this day vividly. I was working. Business was still struggling and failing. At least I thought it was failing at the time. It was not. We were just struggling with it. Gone to work that morning. Come back. I had to go to the bank. I don't remember what I was doing at the bank. I had to go to the bank and do something. But I came back out of the bank, found out while I was there that my grandmother was sick. Now, mind you, I'm miserable as shit because I know this is not the right thing. My gut's screaming at me at this point. That's bless her heart's going along with it. And she's watched me walk off that cliff more than once. But I walked out of the bank. I just found out that my grandmother was sick. I had a job now, so I couldn't go visit her. Looked down underneath my car was a giant puddle of coolant running out into the parking lot. And it just like the world came crushing down on my shoulders because I made that choice out of fear. It didn't solve anything. It made matters worse. And now I'm really scared because, oh my God, now I can't get back to work. My car's broke down. Grandma's sick. I don't remember what else was going on. We probably had some financial issues at that time too, because anytime that you have a downturn, you haven't prepared for it, you typically take it in the teeth financially. Well, I, I remember standing there and just wanting to break down and lose it all, wanting to cry. It's like, what am I supposed to do? I don't, I'm, I'm scared to death to do this. I'm scared to do that. I'm doing the wrong thing. Everything I am doing seems to be failing. And I was scared to death of it never stopping. I reached a turning point at that point. I looked up, got my stuff out of the car, uh, sent my boss a message at the time, told him I wouldn't be back, that I resigned effective immediately. And I called Des, told her what I did, and asked her to come get me, told her the car was broken down, let the bank know, say, hey, I'll come get this later. And she came. I changed out of one uniform, changed into my own company uniform and went and ran a couple of service calls just to have something to do so that I could take my mind off everything else so that I could feel like I was being productive. And that's the thing is we have to work through our fear in order for it to go away. Action cures anxiety, but action also cures fear. And it doesn't always have to be an action directly to relate it to what you're afraid of. You just need to be doing something that's productive. And I knew that what I was doing the bulk of my time during that season was not productive. Granted, it was, it was a Band-Aid, but that's all it was. It was Band-Aid. It was not productive. It did not feed anything. It didn't make a difference long term. It just it was the wrong thing to do. So going and running service calls allowed me to clear my head. It allowed me to focus on what was really important. And it allowed my subconscious brain time to untie and unfuck all the shit that was going on. I don't remember the story after that, but I do remember that it didn't get better the next day. It didn't get better the next month. I still was not able to go and visit my grandmother, but it did get better. It did slowly get better. And because I was focusing on the right thing and I wasn't giving into the fear that it got better and eventually we were able to recover from that. But the steps of change that are required to overcome that is you start off with the fear. You start off with the fear of whatever it is. 
And you got to get mad about it because the anger helps break that fear cycle. Remember I talked about before that anger is not always a negative emotion. Anger serves its purpose as well. And if you're mad and you get pissed off, you're not quite as mad. Or if you're afraid and you get pissed off, you're not quite as afraid because you can't have that fear and that anger in the same place at the same time. (laughs) Those many powerful emotions, your adrenaline can only go so many different places. But what the anger allows you to do is it allows you to contemplate what's going on. It breaks that fear cycle. And the action allows you to contemplate what's going on while you're doing that. You have to accept whatever comes up at that point. You have to sit back and say, okay, well, this is what caused this, or this is what I'm afraid of, or this or that. And then you have to change your circumstances. You have to change what you did to create the situation that you're afraid of in the first place. But fear does not allow you to do that because it only allows you to focus on the consequences of things that haven't happened yet. It does not allow you to focus on the steps you need to change that. Fear is paralyzing and it makes you feel like less of a person. It's not good. Fear is also embedded by familiarity. There's another way to say that. If you are in a situation where you are scared, where you are not dealing with things very well, just in general, you can't figure out why, go to someplace that's familiar. Go to a restaurant that's familiar. If you can go home, whatever it is, but go to someplace that's familiar so you can stop and think about it. You want to eliminate as many variables as possible that are making you uncomfortable so you can figure out what it is you're afraid of. Because sometimes you'd anxiety attacks, panic attacks, whatever, their fear presenting themselves as these different things. So familiarity helps to abate the fear. Also, having a plan, a written plan, helps to abate fear, especially when it comes to business, because business is the number one thing. I mean, that's where we're messing with our lives. We're messing with our family's lives. And a lot of times in business, other people pay the price for decisions you make, good and bad. And I don't understand the ability to make that choice, but you know what? There are people out there, Des is one of them. She's paid the price many, many times for my bad decisions over the years. She's reaped the rewards of good ones, but she's paid the price without having anything to do with it. And I admire her for that. But a plan will, one, help abate bad decisions, but it also will help abate fear because it gives you something to do, something positive that you can act on. Okay, using the contracting example. Work is slow right now. I had this exact discussion with one of my guys yesterday who's been pretty slow and it just was having trouble breaking that cycle. It's like, write your plan down. Well, what's your plan? Okay, well, you need to do 50 calls. After you do 50 calls, then you need to do 50 more. Then you need to send emails and follow up with them, but you need to build that pipeline. It's not going to solve the problem today, but by tomorrow or the next day, you will have done enough volume where you can start moving forward and you can start seeing a way out. So you take that fear and you work your plan. Even if you can't see the end of the plan because your fear has your vision truncated, you still work your plan and eventually you're able to see the difference. And as things start popping and ticking, then things start popping and ticking more and then they start moving in the right direction. All of a sudden you're not afraid anymore. You don't even realize it. So executing a well, hell, executing a bad plan is better than fear, but executing a well-laid plan is definitely the exact thing you need to do to abate fear when it comes to just about any situation, as long as you can identify what it is you're afraid of. I want to talk about acronyms for fear now. There's a lot of fun ones out there. My take on these is kind of fun. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to make light harder to fear at all because it is, it is a paralyzing thing. But once we 
have taken that monster and taken it out from the dark shadows and put it on the table in front of us and in the bright lights and analyzed it and looked at it. And all of a sudden it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. So pretty soon you're not really looking at anything anymore. Or if you are, you're looking at something that's very small and easy to get rid of. It's not this giant monster demon that's eating you from the inside like you think it is. So some of the acronyms for fear, um, false evidence appearing real. We've all heard that one. F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Face everything and rise. This is from the motivational community. It's not bad. It's not bad. False evidence appearing real. Well, you know, some of the shit I've been afraid of has been very real. <laughs> so that's not always accurate either. Face everything and rise. Hey, okay, I'm going to take care of this. Well, I'm good. that's really good advice unless you're facing a steamroller. I'm just saying. Love this one. Fuck everything and run. That's my favorite. But I look at that not quite the way most people, I think, would look at that. These are ways that we can, no matter which one resonates with you, even though I'm poking fun at some of the others, you know what, if it helps you get a handle on that fear and on that control that the fear has over you, then use whatever it is. It doesn't matter. In the theater, they tell you to imagine the audience in their underwear. I mean, just because it break that stage fright or whatever, because it's all mental. And these are mental tricks you can use to do it. Now, one thing with fear that we don't realize is, is fear is our body's response and stress to things that haven't happened yet and quite often won't happen in the way that we are afraid of. When we're afraid of something, it's, it's, we're paying the price for shit that hasn't happened. And our minds are such good storytellers that they will come up with the absolute most ridiculous worst case scenario imaginable. And feed us that, but they'll feed it to us slowly and trickle and just so that it keeps us on edge. And I, I don't know why our brain does that, but our brain does do that. The same thing works with excitement, but we don't mind excitement so much because we like the build up and to look forward to it. We don't like the fear and the waiting for the other hammer to fall, which unless we pull it down on ourselves, it very rarely falls. Or when it does, it comes and then it's not as bad to deal with. One thing that I use to help with this situation when that fear just got me in its biggest grip and it's of a particular situation as I look at it and I'd sit, stop and think and I'm like, listen, what is the absolute worst thing that can happen? What's the worst outcome possible from this situation? We could die. Well, that's always the worst outcome possible, but that's usually not the worst outcome that comes to your head. It's just whatever the worst outcome happens to be. And then I prepare for that. I said, okay, am I, am I ready to accept that? Can I handle the consequences for that? I know they're going to be uncomfortable, but can I handle it? Well, yeah. Okay. What would I do in this situation? I would do A, B, C, and D. Okay. So I got a plan to handle the worst case scenario. You do that, the fear starts to, to dissipate because you now have acknowledged that it's there. You've looked at the worst possible outcome and acknowledged one, you can handle it. And two, here's what you're going to do. Even if it's a ridiculous plan, you come up with a ridiculous plan for a ridiculous fear and for a ridiculous thought, and they go away. Sometimes they're going to fall somewhere between the ridiculous and the probable, and most likely what happens is very rarely even that. One great example of this is we'll see a post, or we'll see a note, or we'll get a text message, and we will apply our own inflection on that message or on that post. We'll think it's about us. Blow this whole thing out of the out of the water. This doesn't only apply to fear. This just applies to all in misinterpretation in general. But I'm using it in the fear context right now. Blow all of that out of the water, 
And turns out it wasn't even about us in the first place. It was about something so nonsensical and sophomoric that we just had this massive emotional traumatic experience over nothing. So guard your mind with what you put in it because it will take that and run to the, to the least common denominator, which is often the most ridiculous, stupid scenario imaginable. Fear is also a response to starting things that are new or uncomfortable, doing uncomfortable things. If you watched, I think it's titled New Year's Resolutions and Dicks at the Gym. I talk about this extensively in relation to the gym and starting to go back and work out and how intimidating that is and how much our mind just wraps around ourselves and just tries to prevent us from doing that. So it's okay to be scared to start new things. It's okay to be scared to do uncomfortable things. Do them anyway. I know if I'm walking into a situation, I do this especially in crowds or in events that I'm not familiar with. And Des hates that. She hates being out of control. She hates not knowing what's going on. And, but there's times when you just don't. You don't know what the proper protocol is. You don't know what's going on. You don't know how you're expected to act in any given situation or what. My solution to this has always been, and I don't know if it's always been, but as long as I can remember it's been, is I walk in, look around. If the opportunity presents itself, like we're having to introduce ourselves, I'll take that opportunity to say, I'm new. I have no idea what's going on. Would really appreciate somebody to give me some pointers. My fear's gone, breaks the ice, and almost always somebody will come over and explain to you what you need to do or how or when or why or what. And it, everybody gets a good chuckle. So it, it adds to the fact that people remember you. Because folks admire people that are willing to face their fears in that manner. If it doesn't present itself to say that publicly, then I will just ask somebody, the first person that gauges in conversation, and worst case scenario, there'll be somebody serving food or there will be somebody serving drinks and you can go and ask them and say, okay, well, I did. who do I ask on Helmstad? I'm new to this. What's the best thing for me to do? They'll either tell you or if they don't know, they'll point you at the host or whoever can help you. So that is a very good way in my opinion because it's one i use all the time to manage an unknown situation is just admit your ignorance and play out play it up until you're not ignorant anymore that and understand ignorant and stupid are two different things if somebody's acting stupid it means they have the choice to be smart and they're not ignorance just means complete lack of knowledge so that's our, our how i handle the response to uncomfortable things and to new things you have to get your fear under control, no matter where it comes from, no matter what the source. If you don't, it will lead to anxiety and it will just create this stupidity spiral of ter terribleness, this miasma of thoughts in your head that do not allow you to move forward and it will steal your dreams and your goals from you if you let it because it will not go away. It will continue to build on itself until it's done. So action cures anxiety, but action cures fear. And yes, I know, not a doctor. Don't know if there's ever a real cure for anxiety completely, but I can tell you in my personal situation, anxiety that comes directly from fear is cured in my instance by action. That's it. That's for me. I don't know. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. I hope it does. But action will make fear go away no matter what. I don't know about anxiety, but to me, in that particular case, they're the same thing. In this particular case, fear is almost always false evidence appearing real. That's where that comes from. Not that particular case, in all that list that I just gave you guys. That's almost always false evidence appearing real. You're going to be rejected. You're going to look stupid. And most people, the number one fear is public speaking because the number one fear is 
looking stupid in front of your peers. People are terrified of that. I don't know why, but they're terrified of that. So false evidence appearing real is where that one comes from. Face everything and rise. I don't know. Does that need a lot of explanation? I don't know. You guys tell me. Tell me in the comments if, if that, that one needs it. I'm going to explain it, but tell me if it needs it. This is for fear that you know what it is. Specifically, the fear of success, the fear of stepping out of your comfort zone. You can identify the source of this fear. And it's something that's actionable and it's something that you can push towards. Something you can rise above, you can rise against. If it's something that needs to be stopped, whatever. Though this is an actionable fear. This is not false evidence. This is something that you are afraid of. Face it, rise above it, overcome it. Something that needs to be worked through, gone around or gone over. So this would be obstacles that you're afraid of. Face everything and rise. I'm not going to spend too much time on that because that seems to me pretty self-evident. If you want me to do a bonus episode speaking more on that, I have will happily do that. I can talk for hours on this topic. So to my favorite one, fuck everything and run. <laughs> this one, I look at it, it, most people would be like, all right, cool. There's a lion chasing me. So screw it. I'm going to run the other direction and fuck everything and run. No, that is not what this says to me. That is not what this one speaks to me. This one tells me I have all of this evidence in front of me that's scaring the crap out of me. Here's why this business won't work. Here's why I can't do this. Here's why I need to stop doing this. Here's this. I'm going to say, you know what? Fuck all of that and run straight after whatever the hell it is I want. And this was not a natural response for me. But Des is aggressive like this. She attacks things she's afraid of. I've always done my best to disappear until I was forced to stand up to him and then stood up to him. Well, adopting this philosophy is running towards what I'm afraid of. Just, you know, fuck it. I'm going to, if I die, cool. Uh, then I'm going to do it, pursuing my goals and pursuing my dreams. Fuck everything and run. That is ostensibly a fight or flight. I know what it's supposed to mean. Hey, get the hell out of here. That's not what it means to me. And that's not the way I look at it. Whenever I hear that, I'm looking for something to attack. I'm looking for something to go after. That's how I've programmed my brain to respond to just about everything. And this statement applies to all of it. Either get out of the situation if you can't control it or destroy whatever's in your way and whatever's obstacle is in your way and whatever stands between you and what you want because that's what you're afraid of and it's time to get rid of it. And what happens is, is the faster you run and the more aggressive you are, those things start to evaporate like nobody, nobody's business. You, they just go away. Now, sometimes you got to deal with some of the stuff, but you're not afraid of it when you're dealing with it. The fear is gone. It's, you don't have time for it if you're actually running towards what you want, and you have decided that. So if you want to be all in on a goal or on a dream, you're going to face some fear, and you're going to face it before you ever do anything. I wrote my goals for 2024. been working on them for the last month. I've been putting them off putting them in paper because as, as Jordan Peterson says, whenever you define the terms for victory, whenever you write down what your goals actually are and when you're going to hit them, when you assign them a date, you also have dictated your terms of failure and nobody wants to fail. So yeah, my goals are pretty intimidating to me this year. They are going to require some change and I'm a little scared of them. That's okay. 
this is me being truly all in and facing those fears. It's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing this as much for you guys as I am for myself. It's just like every other one of these things. I'm sitting here talking to myself and I'm hoping you guys get something from it. So that being said, everything that you want in life lies in the hands of people you haven't met yet. Think about that for a minute. Everything you have now came from either somebody that you met, somebody you know, or, or it's inside your circle. But if you want something different, this lies in the hands of somebody else. This lies in a partnership with somebody else. This lies in working with somebody else. This lies in knowledge that somebody else had. Everything that you want lies in the hands of people you haven't met yet. And in order to get the things that you want, you're going to have to do some things you don't want to do and do some things you haven't ever done. Every single piece of these two statements has fear wrapped all around it. Fear of meeting new people, fear of being rejected, fear of looking foolish, fear of doing things that we don't know how to do, fear of doing things we haven't done already. This entire podcast is summed up in these two statements and is directly related to a Applying change in your life. Set your goals. Set your goals huge. Set them so big that they scare the shit out of you. And then apply the principles that I just talked about in dealing with fear and start annihilating them. Decide today what you need to do tomorrow to make your dreams come true and to make your goals happen. And then look at them, what you're afraid of, the ones, the pieces that you're scared of, then start it. Fuck everything and run towards that. Start dealing with what you're afraid of first. The easy stuff will come. And all of those excuses in the back of your head is just fear talking to you. Listen, guys, I love you. I know this has been a pretty heavy podcast, but I needed this just as much as I'm hoping some of you guys also need this. If this hit home for you, give us, give us a message in the um, comments section. Send us a direct email at theoldmanenergy at gmail.com. Let us know you're out there and listening and share some of your stories about where overcoming fear has made a difference in your life or a difference in those lives around you. I know I'm going to need that positive reinforcement moving forward. I'm doing it anyway, but it sure will make it a lot easier to know that I'm not running alone on this journey. I love you guys. Peace. Peace.